Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Michael Cobb here. Why not tarry a while as we partake of the word of the living God? Please stay tuned for today's message. This time of year is, 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 uh, is a high point in every believer's life because this time of year is focusing on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Amen. In my, in my way, in my way of thinking, in a way, in a way, this time of year is almost more important than Christmas. Okay. In my way of thinking, because while Jesus was born at Christmas, if Jesus had not chosen by an act of his will to follow his father's plan for salvation, even though Jesus was born, if he had chosen by an act of his will to do something else, even though he was born on Christmas, if Jesus had not gone to the cross and died and then victoriously was uh, uh, risen, we wouldn't have salvation. So this time of year is very, very important to every Christian's life. We have to realize that it was 2,000 years ago that the price, the ransom, was paid for us. Therefore, Satan did not have any longer legal right to give us eternal death and damnation. What Adam sold us into, Jesus redeemed us from. So this time of year is critical for, very important to, to all believers. All that was done at the cross for us comes into more focus as we read and study the Word of God this time of year. Today we're going to focus on the Gospel of John. The book of John can be divided into five points of focus, if you will. The book of John talks about the incarnation of the Son of God. The book of John talks about the presentation of the Son of God. The Gospel of John speaks about the opposition to the Son of God. Amen. The book of John talks about the preparation of the Son of God. And the book of John also speaks of, of course, the crucifixion and resurrection of the Son of God. But today, as the Lord so leads, today I'm going to start with the presentation and the opposition, which ultimately led up to the Lord's cruci uh, crucifixion. Amen. And then if the Lord so continues to guide me in this direction, next week we'll talk a little bit about uh, um, uh, the triumphant, triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And then, of course, on Easter Sunday, or I should say Resurrection Sunday, if the Lord so continues to guide, we'll have a message based on that. But we need to get into focus, though. This time of year, where was Jesus' life? What was his life like? What was going on in his life? Because as he was in Jerusalem... As he was going through this presentation of, of Jesus uh, uh, to the people, many, many things were happening to him. The Jews were opposing him. 
the Jews did not did not want him to continue in the direction that he was doing going and of course all of this led up to his crucifixion in the presentation of the Son of God Christ is under careful consideration and scrutiny by Israel he is introduced by John the Baptist who directs his own disciples to Christ you recall when John was out there baptizing and he was telling them that here he comes now the Lamb of God very very important words by the way because John recognized him as being the lamb what Jesus was about to do was going to wipe out all of the centuries of sacrifices that was required by Israel in order to to uh, to bring them back into righteousness before before the God before God remember they had to have a Passover lamb every year well well Jesus was going to be the final sacrifice so all of those people that were following John, John sort of said, don't look at me. Look at him. That man coming, I am not even worthy to tie his shoelaces. Amen? Amen? So John the Baptist directed his own disciples, his own followers to Christ. Shortly, we see in the Gospel of John, John begins list listing seven signs. You may have heard seven signs referred to. John begins listing seven signs, which continue into the next, se next section of John, which deals with the opposition to the Son of God. John carefully selects these seven miracles out of the many that Christ did. Where, uh, elsewhere in the scripture, it says that Jesus did these things and many, many more. The books, if, if all the books were filled, there'd be too much to fill in the world. I'm, I'm paraphrasing roughly. Amen. But John chose here just seven miracles. And these miracles he places in his book to show us the, the unmitigated deity of Jesus. All right? These miracles are called signs because they symbolize the life-changing results of one who follows and believes in Jesus. The first one we're going to look at is turning water to wine. We all remember that one at the wedding, okay? Let's go to uh, the second chapter of John, verse 11. Turning water to, water to wine. What we're looking at here is how these miracles, why these miracles are called signs, because they symbolize life-changing results to those of us who believe in Jesus. John 2, matter of fact, starting with the first verse. Yeah. One, we'll read one through, one through 11, one through 12. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they lacked wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what, I, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Interesting here. The mother knew how Jesus was. The mother knew. It's like me knowing how Danny, Brother Danny, operates in his life. I've worked with Danny for many years, known him for a long time. And then I come over to you and I say, whatever Dan says, believe me, this is his business. He knows this business. Whatever he says, do it. The mother was giving them an inside heads up. Okay? All right? His mother saith unto the servants, whatever he saith unto you, just do it. Amen? Continue with verse 6. 
And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. That's roughly 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw some out now and bear it unto the governor of the feast. And they bore it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not from where it was, but the servants who drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse or, or inferior, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. It's interesting. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. I know when I was back in the world and you went to a party, that happened. Okay? When you first got there, maybe depending on who the host was, of course, all right? The, the good liquor, the shivers regal and so forth was served. Then as the night went on and people started, you know, not feeling any pain, all of a sudden, if you knew what was going on and the cheapest stuff started coming out, you know, or maybe they went and watered it down. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay? So there's nothing new under the sun. Amen? What, the, what this man here is saying that Gee, you know, in most cases, they bring out the good wine, and then when the people are well, are well drunk, and their taste of sense, their sense of, of taste is gone, they bring out the cheap stuff. They bring out the thunderbird and the ripple. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Okay? That's what, the, that's what this man is saying here. But he said, but however, we're well into this party, and this new wine that I'm getting here is still good. It's still good. What is the symbolism here? What is the symbolism of this miracle? What the Word of God is really showing us here is that the, the law or the ritual law tradition is there if you don't believe in Jesus. Once you follow in Jesus because of his grace, because of who Jesus is, being the Son of God, the law and tradition that is normally there or was there is replaced by grace. If Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and our Father, then we are no longer bound by the traditions. We are no longer bound to the point of, gee whiz, I had the good wine out in the beginning, now the people are drunk, so now it's traditionally I bring out the bad stuff. When we're in Jesus Christ, we're not tied to that. Amen? We're free. Because of His grace, we are free. All right? So this miracle has deep symbolism in it. For all of us, for all of us who are our believers. Amen? Amen? That in Christ Jesus we have grace. And we don't have to follow the way of the word. word. Verse 11 says, the, 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 I'm sorry, the way of tradition. Verse 11 says, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cain of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and all his disciples. And they continued there not many days. Okay? Miracle number one. Sign number, number one. Sign number two. Healing the nobleman, nobleman's son. Go to the uh, same, same book, John. Chapter 4, verse 46. Okay, we see through this sign that the gospel brings spiritual restoration. The gospel brings spiritual restoration. So Jesus came again unto Cana of Galilee, verse 46, where he made the water. I'm sorry. Did I get that? Yeah. Right. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea in Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son. 
for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Does that sound familiar? Except ye see signs and wonders. I heard someone say to me one time, Well, you know, Pastor Cobb, um, yeah, you preach about God. You talk about this Jesus. Well, I could believe there's a God if I could see him. If God would just show himself to me, then I would follow him. I told him, I said, you got that backwards, friend. You got that backwards, okay? You don't wait for God to have to prove himself. God doesn't have to prove himself to you, first of all. And then secondly, if you cannot see that God exists all around you, then I don't know what to tell you. But there are many, many people in Scripture and still today, look at Doubting Thomas. Jesus stood right before them, before him. He could not believe it. He had to touch the hole in his side and the holes in his hand before he would believe it. Time after time after time and again, Israel, from the time that they left captivity, 40 years going through the desert, 40 years wandering, wandering around, every single day being fed. Didn't they find it strange? Didn't they find it strange that after 40 years, well, that matter, after first, the, the first 10, they didn't have to go down to J.C. Penney and buy another pair of shoes? They didn't have to go down to Sears and buy another coat? Didn't they find it funny that their clothes were not wearing out in 40 years? Didn't they find it funny that they were able to see where they were going because they were being guided by the, by the pillar of fire? Amen? Amen? All right? Okay? Then they find it mighty strange that the um, miracle that this Red Sea opened up before them, but yet still they could not believe God. All right? So here Jesus is saying, gee whiz. 48. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Praise God. If these messages are being a blessing to you, then please write me at Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what the Lord has been doing in your life. You can send all correspondence to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 1295, Bayshore, New York, 11706-0537. We also have a 24-hour prayer line on 516-434-8692. Please consider joining us uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. And if you're being blessed by this ministry, pray about sending us a love offering to help continue these broadcasts. Until the next time, may God richly bless you and continue to stay His hand.